You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. punched their ticket to the postseason with a 29-15 win over the Falcons, and that means it's time for my Buffalo Blues. Hello, once again, Bills Mafia. It is the end of Week 17. It's... Victory Monday once again for the Bills, and it's a very special Victory Monday as they clinch their playoff spot with the win over the Falcons and the Ravens' loss to the Rams. So the Bills are in. The hard part is over. They're in the tournament. Now it's just about seeding and staying healthy and making sure that the best possible version of the team shows up in the postseason and they're going to get an opportunity to sharpen their tools a little bit when they play against the Jets next week but before we do that before we move on to that game and that little quick preview we're going to get into what happened in the Falcons game starting with the I guess fumbled punt return Everything was going good. Bills forced a punt. Uh, They deferred, so they have the ball in the second half. And Marquez Stevenson decides to field this ball. Uh, I think he's inside his own 10. And it's freezing cold out there. It probably just wants to let that one bounce in the future, but he's a rookie. He's going to learn. Anyway, it's so cold, he's bracing for the hit, not really paying attention to ball security. Tackler gets a helmet right on the ball. And that thing pops out, squirts into the end zone, and there's a mad scramble for it. And it looks like the Falcons are about to recover it, but somehow this ball squirts out, ends up in touchdown Jesus, Jake Kumaro's hands, and thankfully results in just a safety. So, it's 2-0 to start this game for the Falcons, and that's usually not what you want to see. Uh, I've always been a believer in bad omens, and that was a bad omen for how turnover-happy this game was going to be. You know, thankfully it wasn't a touchdown, it was only a safety, Uh, so the Bills defense came back out on the field pretty quick, got a three and out though, give the ball right back to the offense well not back to the offense since the Bills offense never took the field thanks to the fumble but they gave the ball to the offense and Josh Allen came out with that gunslinger mentality in the snow and he looked great early Uh, he hit Beasley and Davis on his first two throws both convert first downs little uh, incomplete there and then he finds Diggs for another first down so they're moving right along into Falcons territory. Uh, There's a big third down conversion to Gabriel Davis on this play inside the red zone. Great catch along the sideline. 
and uh, actually, this was this wasn't the sideline catch. There was another one later that was a great sideline catch. Mr. Toe Drag Swag himself, Gabe Davis. Uh, but anyway, he did convert that third and ten. He got the Bills inside the goal line, and it was first and goal at the four. And Spencer Brown, excuse me, he gets hit with this uh, ineligible man downfield penalty again. And I feel like I've seen this penalty every game now for the Bills for probably a month, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, so it's something that definitely they haven't figured out yet. Uh, this is the penalty where it's going to be a, I want to say, a pass play. I don't know. I would have to see it again. But this is Brown getting a little bit downfield and blocking uh, before the run play happens. So it's maybe like a screenplay or a delay, uh, something like that. I don't remember exactly what the play was that resulted in this penalty, but I remember seeing that penalty and just thinking to myself, like, wow, I feel like I've seen this penalty every week now. Um, so... They get set back, and, you know, it's not uh, the end of the world. It's still first and goal, but this time they're at the nine. So for clarification, an ineligible receiver downfield is a penalty called against the offensive team when a forward pass is thrown while a player who is ineligible to receive a pass is beyond the line of scrimmage without blocking an opponent at the time of the pass. So it seems to happen, yes, on something like a screenplay where the lineman knows the screenplay is coming and they're trying to get up field to start blocking, but they are unaware that the pass has not been thrown yet and therefore ineligible man downfield. Okay, moving on. They, they were still first and goal uh, inside the 10-yard line and, you know, they drew up the right play and Allen... Uh, he found Diggs in the end zone, but, you know, the usually sure-handed Diggs uh, did not come down with it. And, you know, for a second there, it looked like that ineligible man penalty was going to be a little costly. But the Bills had worked their way back, and they were uh, fourth and goal from the three. And it was one of those situations where uh, Sean McDermott, you know, is kind of been a little bit of a, a flip-flopper with his aggressiveness in terms of whether or not he wants to go for these kind of plays. But, you know, you're down to it's snowing like crazy outside. The conditions aren't great. You know, you don't know how often you're going to get into this kind of scoring territory. In worst-case scenario, you know, you trust your defense against the Falcons. Uh, you've already had two good possessions against them. They just got lucky with the two points. So it was a great time to actually, like, be aggressive, go for it on fourth down. They end up getting the pass interference call against Diggs, or not against him, but in his favor. The The play was made against him. Uh, the flag was thrown, and so it sets the Bills up with first and goal at the one. And then they come out with the trick play to Deion Dawkins. Not sure exactly what that was, other than they were trying to reach down into their bag of tricks and like, hey, we've had this play that we've been working on. It's first down, so it's a good opportunity to try it if it works. Something to keep an eye on, I think, moving forward into the playoffs. If uh, 
if this opportunity presents itself again because the Bills have, you know, struggled this season with getting first down inside the 10, I want to say, and struggling to just, like, ha- be able to run it on first down and, like, run with power. So clearly they've been working on other things all season to try to give themselves some options uh, to get away from that. But that one didn't work. Uh, Dawkins doesn't look like the guy that you maybe want to run that play to. Maybe throw with the Spencer Brown side or something like that. Anyway, uh, the next play, it's snowing. They learned from the New England game. It's gross out there. The pass game's not exactly clicking. So design Josh Allen run, power sweep. He walks into the end zone untouched, and the Bills go up 7-2. So despite that, uh, you know, unfavorable start, uh, they still had the lead, the momentum, and that's when Groot, Greg Rousseau, uh, came away with the strip sack on Matt Ryan on the next play, or not the next play, but the next offensive series for Atlanta. And Harrison Phillips, who's been playing better and better, He's finally starting to like turn into the Kyle Williams replacement that I think everybody had hoped when they drafted him. And he's been playing better and better all season, and he was there to find the fumble. So the Bills take over. They're already uh, inside the red zone, I think, when the fumble happened. And this was the Gabriel Davis sideline catch that was initially ruled incomplete. But Sean McDermott, who again typically doesn't throw the challenge flag because he loses all the time. He threw the challenge here and they went upstairs and reviewed it. And turns out that Gabe got the feed in because he's the Bills like sideline tap dancer. He's always featured on toe drag swag. And that's why. So a couple plays after that, they designed another Josh Allen run. He goes in opposite side this time tries the right side of the end zone, gets in for the touchdown. It's 14-2 at that point. And, the it, you know, it looks like they're going to run away with it. After that weird start, it's like, okay, maybe things aren't going great. But, okay, it's 14-2. Bills are cruising. No reason to think uh, anything bad is going to happen at this point. Uh, but, you know, it's football. Atlanta was fighting for their playoff lives. They've shown that they were a surprisingly good team all season. They've definitely overperformed uh, in terms of their expectations. They've got some interesting playmakers on their team, and uh, they're just young. They'll probably be better next year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them actually, like, maybe get in as a wildcard team next year. But anyway, uh, they were doing some things nicely with the run game, with the screen game, and on their next drive, Ed Oliver took a kind of needless roughing the passer penalty kind of a I don't know kind of a soft call in terms of roughing the passer like he definitely hit Ryan upstairs but at least the replay angle that I saw didn't look like he like clobbered him in the head or anything so regardless uh, gives him an extra 15 yards gives him field goal position and they kick the field goal to make it 14-5 so eh, you know not great but 14-5 not a problem. Bills are going to get the ball. They're going to go down the field. And that's exactly what they did. So it was mostly uh, ground attack at that point. And Diggs converted a big third down. And I think that was Allen's uh, one completion in his next six, to, uh, his previous six attempts at that point. So he wasn't uh, 
he wasn't wheeling and dealing like he was on that first drive of the game where he looked impeccable. Uh, I mean, after that opening driver, he went six for nine. It kind of went in the tank, and we'll get to that in a second. But they were facing a third and eight uh, at the 10-yard line. So definitely well within field goal range if they're going to kick the field goal. Allen rolls out to his right here. Uh, he's trying to make something happen. It just gets a little congested out there. He throws back across his body. Defender makes a nice play to tip the ball. Pops up in the air and intercepted for a touchback for Atlanta. So what could have very well become a 21-5 game is still 14-5 and Atlanta's got the ball. And despite Josh Allen having a very good season, there's been too much of this this year. Uh, too much trying to force plays, too much trying to make it happen when it's just not there. There's, you know, I've, I've seen him have moments where he just throws it in the ground, he just throws it away, he just knows the play's dead and just moves on. And, you know, I'm not part of the group of people that have uh, been saying that uh, he's been having regression this year. Like, if you line up the numbers, you know, you'd have a really tough case trying to say that he's regressed since last year. Um, I think the one thing that we've seen this year is that when the Bills have struggled, he's maybe felt it's a little bit on him to make it happen. So the turnovers have been up this year. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, he's still doing what he does. So can't really complain. Uh, just got to make smarter plays than that. There's a reason that when you run into your right, the old adage is don't throw back across your body into the middle of the field. And uh, that's why, because... That's tip ball drills for the defense all day. And with the kind of weather conditions that were out there, you know, we already saw on the punt return, like some weird stuff is going to happen. So don't give the opportunity for the weird stuff to happen. But anyway, the Falcons take over off the touchback and then Matt Ryan finds uh, Kyle Pitts on a, I think it was like a crossing route or something. He just caught it and took it 61 yards. Uh, he really showed the kind of athletic, young, special talent he is at tight end. And that uh, that one play took him inside the red zone of the Bills, and then Mike Davis took it the rest of the way. And he had four carries for uh, like 20 yards from there and took it in for the touchdown. And all of a sudden, it's 14-12. And so, costly penalty. Uh, almost took points off the board. Sorry. Uh costly turnover put points on the board for the Falcons to start the game costly turnover in the red zone for the Bills leads to the Falcons biting them the other direction and putting points on the board and so a game that probably should have been 21-5 is now 14-12 to and so you know the Bills don't want to let that happen too much uh, so they give Zach Moss the ball on the next drive and they're like we're going to go to our big power running back we're going to ground and pound it and uh, I think he gains like 13 on that first uh, first carry. And the next play after that, I don't know what happened, if Beasley fell down, if there was a miscommunication or what on the route, but Josh Allen completely airmailed Cole Beasley. Uh, throw was nowhere close. And A.J. Terrell came up with a really incredible diving interception, especially given how cold it was and seeing Diggs drop a, a pass that he normally um, catches all the time. This was a fantastic 
pick from AJ Terrell. Uh, so unfortunate, but he made a great play on it. Diving, uh, especially to hold that ball through contact with the ground with it being snowy and freezing out there. So it is what it is. Uh, but the Falcons took over with great field position uh, towards the end of the half. And, you know, they worked their way down to, I think they were inside the 10 when they ended up kicking the field goal. Yeah, they got down to like the six. And they kicked the field goal to take a 15-4 lead at the half. So, you know, this game swung very hard on those three turnovers. Uh, that's a lot of points on the board. That's two for the safety seven for the touchdown is nine and the field goal is 12 that's 12 points off turnovers so that's it's a problem um i didn't panic i know a lot of people were probably panicking uh but it just showed me that like football is a fragile game when it comes to momentum and we saw how quickly the game could shift on just a couple of bad plays but you know that being said the bills were down one they're getting the ball to start the second half uh all they have to do is stop turning the ball over and they'll be fine and uh you know it seemed pretty simple and you're going into the half and that's kind of like where you need to make those adjustments just figure out what the game is going to give you, uh, do that, and stop turning it over. But, you know, going into the locker room, Josh Allen went from being 6 of 9 to being 8 of 20 with two picks. So, like, pretty clear that the passing game uh, was not going to be working the way that they hoped. It wasn't going to be clicking the way it was on the first uh, possession of the game. And it was going to be a kind of running game defensive game in the second half and they just needed to figure that out and get it done so bills get the ball to start the second half and you know what do they do they come out throwing because of course they do because uh you know it's brian dable and he's gonna throw the ball regardless but what do you think happens that's right incomplete and then on third and seven Allen trying to throw to digs ball gets tipped and picked again and this is one of those kind of like, are you kidding me moments? Um, not because necessarily like I'm mad at Allen for his decision making or anything like that. It's just like a, a Murphy's Law kind of a moment where it's like it rains, it pours. Like it seems like they just couldn't catch a break. That's two tip ball interceptions plus a fumbled punt at that point. So... Yeah, of course, I want better decision-making. But at the same time, it was more just uh, like, oh, my God, is it really going to be this kind of a game the whole way? So, unfortunately, uh, he had thrown interceptions in three of his last four passes, uh, and it just seemed like it was going to be destined to be uh, a nail-biter that was going to come down to the wire. But fortunately... The Bills do have a fantastic defense, and that defense came up huge after the pick. Uh, they forced a quick three and out and uh, came away with a negative 12 yards uh, for Atlanta, so they got some field position for their offense as well. And I'm guessing that third interception was the one that finally convinced Brian Dable that uh, 
it's just not going to work today. And so the next time the Bills got the ball, they ran that shit for sure. They came out and ran the ball eight, eight times on that drive. Uh, they only sent in three pass plays in the drive, and Allen scrambled on two of those. So realistically, they threw the ball once uh, and ran it ten times on the next drive. And I think it was this drive where the the quarterback slide hit happened. Um, forgive me if I'm incorrect. I'm not re-watching the game footage right now. But uh, Allen scrambled, and he slid on one of these plays. And as he was sliding, one of the Falcons defenders came over and hit him. And, you know, there was a lot of outcry on social media about this needing to be a uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. And when I saw the hit happen, I, I immediately thought this should not be a penalty. Um, the flag was thrown. And then the referees got together and picked it up. So I understand being upset there because the ruling on the field was a flag. Um, or, sorry, the ruling on the field was that it was, in fact, an illegal hit. And, you know, Allen did his best job selling it. But what I will say is that it happened very fast. And it didn't look to me that the defender was targeting the head or neck area of the quarterback. So, to me, I was fine with picking the flag up um if the same uh penalty had been enforced for atlanta then i would just want to see balance right uh like if matt ryan had slid and gotten touched in a similar fashion they threw the flag on him uh then maybe i want to see it and maybe that's why the bills fans were pissed because ed oliver on that other roughing the passer earlier in the game that i thought was kind of a soft call Maybe they just want it both ways. But based on what I saw on this particular slide, I didn't think the defender was like trying to hurt Allen or anything. It just kind of happened quickly as he was going to the ground. And with a guy like Josh, like you never know if he's going to slide. You really don't. So he's kind of like baiting the defender into hitting him a little bit. And there was that weird play in college football, like maybe three weeks ago, where the, the quarterback like faked the slide and then just kind of like kept moving and ran in for the touchdown. So... It's getting very weird with how quarterbacks are treated as runners once they're out uh, running. I mean, like, if the quarterback is sliding and you target the head area, for sure, that's a 15-yard flag. If you kind of just, like, push him into the ground, like, with your arms out, and you just kind of shove him when he's already down, I, I could see that not being a flag and not necessarily need to be enforced because it's more about the intent. The problem with that is it's very difficult to referee intent. So you kind of have to go by the letter of the law. I understand why fans were upset that this did not actually get flagged. But when I watched it on TV, my immediate reaction was like, that's not a penalty. And when they picked up the flag, despite me wanting the Bills to win, and I would have liked the 15 yards when they picked up the flag, I said that's the right call or the right no call in that situation. So it is what it is. Um, I just want to see him be protected there. And, you know, maybe it sets a bad precedent with uh, moving forward. But it's one of the few times that Allen just really wanted to, like, get down for a change. So I can understand the defender not knowing until it's happening either. But whatever, moving on. Uh, I want to say that Devin Singletary 
I've said this since Thanksgiving. This kid's been running his ass off. Um, he's been playing really good football despite not necessarily putting up like monster stats. He's been blocking well. He's been running hard. He's been great out of the backfield. I don't think he's fumbled since like the first couple weeks of the season either. So I think he saw that like, shit, I need to secure this football or I'm not going to play. And he's been excellent. Um, like, is he an elite like top end running back in the league? No, but he's also not asked to do that. But I think he's much better than a lot of people had given him credit for earlier in the season, just based on total numbers. Like in a game where he's going to go 11 carries for 44 yards, people are going to be like, he sucks. The Bills running game sucks. It's like, yeah, but you got to look at what those 44 yards were, uh, and how he got them and how he ran on those plays. Um, so in my book, he's been playing well. And he probably cashed that in with his, arguably his best career performance was in this game. In terms of like well-roundedness, he's had some games where he's cracked like a big like 50, 60 yarder. And that really helps him put him over the top with yardage and he gets a touchdown. But in terms of like, you know, between the tackles, gritty Buffalo football, this I would say was Singletary's best game that I've seen him have. Um... I'd have to go back and like watch every single game of his to be sure. Uh, but I, th I think this was probably like his mo most complete game. And he was running through players. He was running over players. I mean, he trucked the guy on the Falcons defense like so bad, squared him up in the hole and just ran right through him. You know, I don't think anybody expected to see that. Uh, so congrats to Motor. Um, he cashed in that next drive with the touchdown. Beasley converted the two-point conversion as 22-15, and, you know, all's right in the universe. Kind of once that happened, it's like the pendulum swung back uh, heavily for the Bills. And like I said, football's a weird momentum game, and that was kind of the momentum they needed there. And that drive was fairly lengthy. It took a lot of the rest of the third quarter off, and all of a sudden it's like the Falcons had kind of, you know sidestep their way into the lead you know just found themselves with the lead kind of on accident and now all of a sudden it's like they're playing from behind the ball's in their court again and uh that's kind of where the game turned permanently and the bills defense had been playing well the whole game they stepped up forced another punt and that was you know kind of it the Bills went back to the ground game and they played power football, which sounds like super weird for the Bills, but they did. They dialed up a lot of quarterback keepers, uh, design power quarterback runs, uh, and then Singletary capped off uh, this follow-up drive with his second touchdown. It was 29-15 uh, in the fourth quarter. So really, the defense just had to do what they always do. The Bills just had to not turn the ball over and everything was going to be fine. So, uh, credit to the offensive line, uh, who played really well, uh, with Deion Dawkins and Ryan Bates in there and, uh, Spencer Brown now, Mitch Morris also playing some really good football. Uh, the Bills haven't given up a sack in back-to-back -back games and they're starting to figure out how to run the ball. And I think, you know, they're realizing that despite not wanting to put Allen in harm's way and to not uh, want him to be the primary rusher for the team. 
it's just he's too valuable as a rusher to completely take that off the table. Like, yeah, you don't want him running all the time. Like, you would prefer him mostly being able to just chill in the pocket and pick defenses apart. But part of what makes him so special is his running ability. And especially late in the season now, when there's some games on the line, time to bust that out. And Brian Dable uh, did a really nice job with that. I think once he figured out how to approach this game, they got the right calls in there. And uh, Josh looked good with the run game. Um, I mean, I had it here a second ago. He, in total... Had 15 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. So totally balling. The Bills ran for 233 yards as a team, which, I mean, is ridiculous considering they only threw for 118. It might be the only game this season where they've had more rushing yards than passing yards. Uh, and so that's a good sign at this point in the season. But 29-15, this is the Falcons' final drive of the game. And this is, you know, it gets weird here. Uh they did okay. They got themselves uh, into scoring range, and then it was second and goal. And I think it's like five minutes left. And Matt Ryan scrambles towards the goal line, and he dives, and it's ruled a touchdown. But he's so amped after this that he gets up in Jordan Poyer's face and gets flagged for taunting. So as all scoring plays are reviewed, the touchdown was subsequently overturned as Ryan was ruled short of the goal line as he had given himself up so his knee was down and he was short so they take the touchdown off the board and they still enforce the taunting penalty that's 15 yards because it's unsportsmanlike it's not a procedural penalty and you know, if they're faced with a third and 16, they don't convert. And then on fourth and 16, down two touchdowns around the five minute mark, they have to go for it and they don't convert and they turn the ball over on downs. And that was kind of the end of the game at that point. So it's just one of those things. Uh, I feel I feel bad for Matt Ryan in the situation because, you know, he had made a good play and I kind of think that it probably should have stood as a touchdown because I don't know just because of the effort I mean by the rule he's diving you can see him like bracing for the hit that's coming from Poyer and going back to the uh, sliding rule from earlier you know the rule is that he's ruled down by contact giving himself up because they're trying to protect him from taking this hit from the safety that's coming um but they didn't blow the plate dead at the point or anything. Uh, so it's just weird. The, the rules around the quarterback running are super weird right now. But just effort-wise and given the, situ in the situation in the game, it's like he probably should just let the touchdown stand. Um, I don't even know why they decided to, to look at it, but clearly they thought it was enough. They were trying to get the Bills to cover, maybe, because I think the spread was like 14 and a half, and at that point, it's 14. I'm just kidding, um, but maybe not. So, yeah, they turn the ball over on downs, and then the Bills get the ball back, and, you know, they run it a little bit more power style. Ten plays later, uh, it's over. It ends with a couple of uh, 
Josh Allen knees. And that's uh, that's all she wrote, 29-15. Um, and so some things to keep an eye on was uh, Spencer Brown got a little hurt. Uh, he came out of the game for a little bit. I think he came back, though. Um, but it's good to have uh, John Feliciano kind of as depth right now, who got moved to the second string behind Ryan Bates. So worst case scenario, they can maybe move some things around and Feliciano can find his way back. Um, Diggs appeared to take an unnecessary shot to the head late in the game. And I could see him on the sideline, like right when it happened, you know, I, that like, ugh, that's unnecessary and not good. Uh, and he comes and he takes his helmet off on the sideline. You can kind of tell that he's like shaking it out. Maybe he's got some ringing in his ears or something. But anyway, if he's forced to go through concussion protocol for any reason, that'd be something to watch. He did return to the game, though. So I'm guessing it's not that bad. But it was a shot like right in the ear hole of the helmet. Um, and he didn't even have to come back after that. So it'll be something to keep an eye on. And uh, I would say, you know, the defense continues to play well. Uh, Dane Jackson, you know, in the kind of weather that it was, he had his moments. Uh, he had some very nice moments against uh, Pitts. But all things considered, as a rookie replacing Tredavious White, he's continued to play well. And he's going to have a lot of matchups to worry about in the postseason. So it's good that he's getting these reps now. And... Uh, Levi's continue to play well on the other side. It was a good game. I didn't give him a, an A grade on this one just because the offense was a little bit janky, but uh, gave him a solid B overall. Defense still played well. Um, offensively, it's kind of a mixed bag. So B, B-plus range. Uh, they still took care of business. Still won by two touchdowns in a game where they had four turnovers. So it's pretty good. If you turn the ball over four times and you still win by double digits, uh, that says a lot about the overall quality of the team. So uh, that said, they're heading into week 17 against the J.E.T.S. Jets, 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 who damn near beat the Bucks this week. So not the kind of game you want to toy around with the Jets. You know, they've beaten the Titans. They beat the Bengals. They almost beat the Dolphins both times they played them. They almost beat the Bucks, like I said. Uh, so the Jets, the Jets can play. Um, and the Jets have nothing to play for other than to spoil uh, the Bills season. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on. I just If the Bills go out there and do what they do and the defense shows up, they should be in control of that game. Ideally, the Bills get up enough where they can rest some of their players maybe in the fourth quarter get some extra snaps for some guys who are uh, gonna need it come playoff time that's the idea but realistically a win is important there for seeding um if be the difference between being the three seed and potentially being the seven so you know if they end up the seven seed they might end up uh in kansas city on the road in the first round of the playoffs uh, if they end up the three seed, they'll be hosting a home game. So there's a lot on the line. There's a lot for them to play for. I expect them to take it seriously. And if they do, they should win. So as usual, thanks for listening. Go Bills. Uh, 
playoffs are right around the corner. And uh, it's been fun. I'll be doing this through the playoffs as well. So it'd be nice to uh, continue into the postseason. It's the fourth time in five years in the Sean McDermott era that the Bills will be in the playoffs. And having been a Bills fan for all of the drought years and then some, it's uh, it's real nice to be in the playoffs consistently. Um, you know, I'm a little, I feel a little spoiled at this point. I'm happy that McDermott's there. I'm happy that uh, Brandon Bean is there. I'm happy that Josh Allen is the quarterback. It's like the Bills uh, are built to compete right now. So they win out. They get to 11-6. and six, They carry that momentum into the playoffs. I think they're good enough to stand with any team in the AFC right now for sure. Uh, they've already showed that they can. You know, they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, so they could potentially... Uh, leapfrog the Chiefs if the Chiefs lose I think they have the tiebreaker if the Chiefs fall to 11 and 6 and the Bills are 11 and 6 I think the Bills have the tiebreaker with the head-to-head uh Titans I think have it locked up with wins over both the Bills and the Chiefs and they are 11 and 5 at this point so I think they're locked into the number one could be wrong but I don't know I'm not looking at all that I'm not concerned with all that the only thing that matters is getting into the playoffs and playing well at the end of the season. And the Bills are doing both of those things right now. So, until you hear from me next time, go Bills, stay safe, thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please help me out by liking, subscribing, sharing, wherever you get your podcasts. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me at info at And until next time, Be well, stay safe, and go Bills!